I type out my thoughts, then I say them aloud To whom? Who knows? Who cares? Me so Am I going to say them anyway? Hell yeah Enjoy Have you ever had an experience with customer service where they make a mistake and you don't know what to do? In my case, I'm talking about cosmetic services like hair, nails, eyebrows, etc., whatever. Okay, so <laughs> last Tuesday, I had an appointment with my barber to get a haircut. The appointment got pushed back, no big deal, but also for a strike. I get there and there's more people in there than I would have liked. The past couple of months, it's been pretty much empty because appointments were spaced out. So I don't know what happened. Maybe because No Shape November was over. Who knows? But also strike two, not COVID compliant. Okay, <laughs> but what I'm getting at is I usually get the same haircut. But when it comes to my beard, fully connecting, by the way, mm -hmm, <laughs> depending on what I have going on, I may or may not shave it. This time around, I did not want to shave it. I just wanted to shape it up. Shape, not shave. And that's exactly what I told him. And he acknowledged and repeated it back. So we were good. Or so I thought. Next thing you know, the man has taken the razor to my beard and one half is gone. Strike motherfucking three. <laughs> when I tell you I was internally screaming and that's where my conflict started. Do I say something right then and there in the middle of my haircut and point out his mistake and have him fuck up the rest of my haircut because he's nervous or anxious or wants to be petty? Or do I just let him proceed to shave the other half and mention something at the end? The damage is already done anyhow. Well, in the end, <laughs> I ended up doing neither. Not only did I not say anything, I left my usual tip for a job not so well done. What the hell is wrong with me? Like, <laughs> on my walk to my next destination afterwards, I was like, who does that? Who doesn't get what they want when it comes to a service, does not acknowledge it, and still pays more than is reasonable for the given situation? Kofi. Kofi does that. It's similar to those situations in restaurants when you order food with or without a certain ingredient and it comes the opposite of how you requested it. Most times I don't say anything. One, because I've been a server in the past and depending on the situation, I can empathize. But two, I just chalk it up to an honest mistake and eat the food as is. But I just think with the haircut case, it probably warranted a talk. So I really want, I need to like reflect inward and be like, why didn't I say anything? Like, is this just a shyness thing, an introverted thing? Uh, I don't know. But I was like, what the hell? Well, anyways, my beard grows back fast, so I'll have it back by the end of December. And next time, I'll make sure to make direct eye contact, talk clearly and with articulation, shape, not shave. <laughs> oh, but if you want to see how I looked post-haircut, check out my IG linked below under the highlights because I was looking quite handsome, if I do say so myself. In an episode's past, I discussed grocery shopping and lifting home, blah, blah, blah. Well, that was the case this past weekend, and I just don't understand lift pricing, Uber pricing, any of these car share ride pricing things. I don't understand how they calculate it. When I first opened the app, the ride home was priced at $29. Nope, I would struggle 
carrying my groceries onto the train and be heavy breathing through my mask the whole way. I'm not paying that. <laughs> but before I did that, I said, let me wait a minute, breathe in some fresh COVID filled air and try again. I closed out the app, opened it back up, re-entered my address and boom, $19. Wait a damn minute. <laughs> wait a damn. Now, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> a whole $10 difference in the span of 60 seconds. Now, I'm not complaining, but what type of bullshit is that? Okay, that's it. Mini rant over. So, a few months ago, I started hearing about a new social media app called Clubhouse, an invite-only audio-based chat room. I didn't think much of it and figured it was something for the influencers and social media verified of the world. But a couple weeks ago, I got an invitation, shout out to my friend Lou, to join the app and the rest was history. The app has only been around since earlier this year and only has about 3,500 users right now since it's not open to the public. But basically what it is, like I mentioned earlier, is it's an audio chat room where you literally talk to other people, including but not limited to tech giants, activists, film directors, celebrities, blah, blah, blah. And you talk to them in virtual like rooms that you can hop in and out of. And you can upload a picture um, of yourself for your profile. But aside from that, there are no options for images or video. So it's literally solely just people's voices on there. And I think that's like great for all the reasons that we know when it comes to social media. Um, besides that, though, you can create a room or join a room, and the rooms vary from pop culture sound-offs to networking opportunities with other creatives in your respective field, which is primarily what I've been using it for, and I have found it very insightful and helpful with my career aims. Um, I've been in rooms with Ava DuVernay, listening in and being able to ask questions regarding film and TV and more. Um, the best part is you can come and go from rooms as you please, speak or not speak, etc. Um, so the app is like what you make it, honestly. And I think it's a really creative idea and it has been a cool experience to partake in. Bring back manly men. Forward Instagram caption under an iconic picture that might be the best clapback of 2020. For those who don't know, Harry Styles, a popular Grammy-nominated musical artist, did a Vogue magazine spread where he's the first male solo cover star with many images of him expressing himself through clothes like dresses and jewelry. Cool. Nothing wrong with that. Pretty iconic. But not according to Candace Owens, a conservative commentator who had this to say. Uh, I don't even want to quote it. It's so stupid. Okay, this is what she grumbled. There is no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It is an outright Bring back manly men. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, excuse my um weird old lady accents, even though that's the voice does not match what she looks like, but I was just having fun. Go with me. Okay. 
Just taking the first part of her comment about the East Gnosis in terms of global regions, a lot of countries in the East don't measure men's masculinity based on the clothes that they wear. Anyone with a hint of cultural awareness around the globe can point to examples of men wearing what some would consider as non-traditional masculine articles of clothing. For example, Scottish kilts, Japanese yukatas, African kente cloth that men often adorn in the style of Greek togas, exposing their whole nips. But who cares? <laughs> so what the hell is she talking about the feminization of our men because Styles decided to wear a couple of dresses? It's clothes. But Jamila Jamil, an actress from the show The Good Place, which is a great comedy, um, ended recently. It's on Netflix. You can find that. Um, you can find it on there. But she had this to say, which I 100% agree with. Harry Styles is plenty manly because manly is whatever you want it to be. Not what some insecure, toxic, woman-hating, homophobic dickheads decided it was hundreds of years ago. He's 104% perfect <laughs> the homophobic dickheads got me what a nice subtle drag um but to bring it full circle after letting some time pass this is the best part harry posted an ig picture of him in a sky blue suit quite manly candace huh macho very macho <laughs> um but with a ruffled undergarment and the best part him eating a banana with the caption bring back manly men And that is how you clear a b So this story really sucks and feels like it came out of nowhere. Letitia Wright, actress most famously known for playing Shuri in Black Panther and overall the MCU, has deleted her social media accounts after sharing an anti-COVID vaccine video um, on her Twitter account with the prayer hands emoji. From what I saw, she received a large amount of backlash regarding sharing the video, but also she did have some, her supporters in her corner. Um, I think the COVID vaccine debate in terms of whether or not to take it is a layered issue, especially for Black people due to our history with government, science, and medicine. Um, most often brought up example is the Tuskegee syphilis study. Um, and what went down with that. But I think Wright has the right. <laughs> See what I did there? Okay, let me be serious. <laughs> no, but she has the right to voice her concern and skepticism over the vaccine, just like any lay person would be able to. But the issue with what she did, in my opinion, is share a video that was riddled in conspiracy theories, inaccurate facts, and false scientific claims. So it was a non-starter for a lot of people. The video, which was from a YouTube channel that has now been deleted, in addition to questioning the legitimacy of the COVID-19 vaccine, also appears skeptical of climate change, accused China of spreading COVID-19, and included transphobic comments. So overall, not good. Amid the backlash, Wright tweeted, if you don't conform to popular opinions, but ask questions and think for yourself, you get canceled. Okay, valid point. But in this context, this is not the issue. Before the socials went bye-bye, <laughs> she tweeted on Friday, my intention was not to hurt anyone. My only, in all caps, intention of posting the video was it raised my concerns with what the vaccine contains and what we are putting in our bodies. Nothing else. Again, I see where she's coming from, but like 
Most celebrities or people with large followings, they don't go about it the right way. And that's what often lands them in doo-doo. <laughs> um, I'm always conflicted when it comes to actors, artists, and other people with large followings who voice unpopular opinions, though they often are problematic opinions at that. But um, because in my mind, I'm just wondering if they ever consider the larger picture, the optics, the possible backlash, career implications. I can go on and on before they hit the share button. Because like, yes, they're people before they're X, Y, and Z, so I understand they have the right to speak their mind, but in their line of work, where one wrong comment, behavior, event, can result in the end of their career that they've worked so hard to build up, I would just be a little more cautious and take heed of what comes out of my mouth or Twitter fingers in this case. Oh, I forgot to mention, amid the backlash, she was also liking tweets that called for her to be recast for Black Panther 2, um, so for someone who's supposed to play the smartest person in the MCU, right is not looking so bright. I guess that's why they do indeed call it acting. Damn! I've been spending most of my streaming time lately when it comes to TV shows and movies on HBO Max. Netflix has been dropping the ball for me lately. They need to get on it. <laughs> But I, I do still need to watch The Queen's Gambit. I've heard good things about that. But anyways, HBO Max. Um, so I've been watching Young Justice, which is a DC Comics animated show. And also movies from the past that I never saw. Um, I just watched for the first time the, the first three Die Hard movies with Bruce Willis. All great, very entertaining, and funny Christmas action movies. I said what I said. If you know, you know. <laughs> uh, but the news broke last week that not only would Wonder Woman 1984 be coming to HBO Max Christmas 2020... And the reviews for the movie so far have been very positive, so that's a good sign. But also, all of Warner Brothers' movies that they had slated to be released in theaters in 2021 are now to be released in addition to theaters where they are open on HBO Max. Joyful, joyful noise, oh yeah. <laughs> um, there's been some worry that movie theaters won't survive a move like this, and I hope that is not the case. Those who know me well know that the movie theater is, well, was my second home. So I hope I have going back to them to look forward to in 2021. Now, speaking of HBO Max, if you liked shows like Lost and Game of Thrones and movies like Aliens and Ex Machina, I would highly, highly, highly recommend <laughs> Race by Wolves on HBO Max. Um, 10 episodes and it's already been renewed for season two. So that's a good sign. And they have plans to do like a five season story. So like you're going to get a good mi beginning, middle and end. So that's also great news. Um, but without spoiling anything, the show follows two androids that are sent to a new planet from a dying earth with six embryos to start a new human civilization. And, uh, let's just say... Chaos ensues. <laughs> um, the two leads that play the AI robots are so great, and it's just mind-boggling and also scary at times how well they play being robotic, especially Mother. Um, that's the lady AI's name, and Father is the male AI. Um, speaking of Father, he's played by Abubakar Salim, and the melanin alone has made me a stan, but also the acting and the character story arc is just Great. It's just great to see. But in addition to Salim, the show does a good job of also having an overall diverse cast from the kids to the other adult characters. And that is always refreshing to see. Um, I would definitely check it out. Let me know if you do. That's Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. Next up on the TV show Docket is another show on HBO Max. Like I said, they've been killing it lately. 
Um, this show actually came out last year, won a ton of Emmys and awards, and had been on my list for a while. And that show, well, technically miniseries, is Chernobyl. I think I'm saying that right. Chernobyl. Chernobyl? Chernobyl. I probably should have looked that up. Okay, anyways, um, I'm going to read a description of the show because if I tried to describe it, it wouldn't sound as interesting and you wouldn't watch. Okay. From Rotten Tomatoes, it says, Chernobyl dramatizes the 1986 nuclear accident, one of the worst human-made catastrophes in history, and tells the story of the brave men and women who made incredible sacrifices to save Europe from unimaginable disaster, all the while battling a culture of disinformation and lies. I added the and lies part because those motherfuckers were lying and it was pissing me off. <laughs> okay, anyways, now I know what you might be thinking. Kofi, that sounds boring as hell. But when I tell you within the first 15 minutes of the first episode, you will be hooked for something that happened 34 years ago now. And in another part of the world, at least for me, the depiction of this true story through the acting, the cinematography, the script, ooh, and those nasty practical effects for the victims of the radiation is something you have to witness for yourself. It's five episodes. Uh, they're all about an hour long. It's a mini series, so you get a complete story with no time wasted. You don't have to worry about cliffhangers or coming back for season two, all that stuff. So it's it's worth your time. Do yourself a favor and check out Chernobyl on HBO Max. The quote for this week is perfect for the mindset that I'm taking into 2021 and my realigned way of thinking. Um, the quote goes, take responsibility for your talent. And it was said by Ian Verdun, a fellow actor, um, and I believe I heard it on a podcast that I was listening to um, earlier this week. Um, and I think whatever your talents, hobby, or aspirations are, they're yours. So it's on us to grow them, cultivate them, and see to it that they reach their full potential. So the quote again is, take responsibility for your talent. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Thoughts Aloud. I really, really, really do appreciate it. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can reach me at Thoughts Aloud Podcast with an S at gmail.com or on my socials listed below. I have two more episodes planned before the holiday break and the new year. So stay tuned. Um, we're almost through with 2020. And though at least the start of 2021 probably won't feel much different, I believe in the power of positivity. So that's what we're going to be. We're going to be positive, okay? All right. Until next time, stay manly, men. And women, stay great. And non-binaries, live your life and love it.